Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shack Bagley. All things loose and disorderly with me, Katie Johnson, and my good friend Howard Middleton from the Great British Bake Off. We're on episode 99, so let's see what else shares the same digits. Centimetres of rain that falls on average in a year in the Bahamas. The 99s, an organisation of women pilots founded by Amelia Earhart in 1929, and it still exists to this day. And it also is the number for the most nationalities in a sauna, as recognised by the Guinness World Records. I know. It took place in a traditional wood-fired naval military sauna in Finland in November 2019. Other things you learn. So I hope this finds you well, wherever you are in the world. As always, Howard and I will get around to chatting about old recipe books, but we do like to catch up on the week's events first. I had a text from um, my mum's GP says so she's got an appointment. Dear Mrs Middleton, the doctors have asked that we remind you that they can only safely manage one problem per appointment. <laughs> Appointments are 10 minutes and each 10 minutes appointment is for your most urgent problem at that time. Please make a further appointment if you have another problem you wish to discuss. <laughs> so they obviously know. My mum said, I told her, she says they know what I'm like, don't they? I should, it's like, just keep it to 10 minutes, one problem, that's it. Does she go in with a list usually? She does normally because she, people do, don't they? Oh, while I'm here, yes. I just want to mention about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're cracking down. All right. Yeah. Oh, it's one problem. <laughs> I did an art class this week. Did you? Mm. How exciting. Well, how did that come about? Well, did I ever tell you, oof, before COVID, so what, three, four years ago, I did go on a drawing course. And I've never ever... Did you? Yeah, never drawn before or, any, or anything. No, And no. never really, in fairness, had the urge but I've always admired people who can. I mean, it's a it's a heck of a skill, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I did have a go, and I really, really enjoyed it. And then, of course, COVID came along, and you'd think, wouldn't you, that that might have been the time that I would keep going. Didn't appeal yeah. to me at all. Just did not want to do anything creative during that time. Yeah, yeah. And then when yeah. we did get going, obviously the business had to be kept going, so I was never drawn back to it. Oh, pardon the bun. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> here all week. And um, I saw a little advert for the same place, and it said pen yeah. and ink. I thought, oh, you can't rub out with pen, can you? Because they've only done the pencil before. And uh, I, I got in touch and said, are you doing anything? She said, no, no, it's going to be pen and ink. I said, oh. And she said, no, come on, you'll be all right. So I went for the first yeah. first time, and um, I sort of had to sketch out what I'm doing, which is, surprise, surprise, Harvey, <laughs> his oh. face. So I've done that, and then next week we've got to do it in pen. I'm thinking, oh. Yeah. Because did you ever do anything like that when you did your art? Oh, yes. And, you, you know, you do have to just have a little bit of confidence about it because I think people worry because pen is, is sort of permanent, mm. isn't it? And you think, once I've made a mark with this, that's it. But actually, you can still work around it and, and so on. So you can build up 
the ink. So don't worry about it. Oh. Please don't worry about it. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Am I ten minutes up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want Harvey to look like he's got three ears or something like that because it's so. Um... But no, I I enjoyed it. I have to say, I thought here we go again. Yeah. I, it something comes back, and I I'm sort of in the zone. It's really lovely because you don't worry or think about anything else other than what you're doing. So how long how long do you spend in each session then? It's about an hour or two hours. Two hours? Mm. Oh, that's quite. Is it? You know, to be concentrating on for two hours is good. Yeah. yeah. So uh... well, I don't know whether you were concentrating. But... <laughs> there may have been a little bit of chatting. <laughs> and yeah. A, and a couple of cups of tea, but no, it's two yeah. hours that you're doing. Yeah. So um. Mm. So, so did you take Harvey with you then to draw him? Or... Oh no. Or did you? Oh. All right. <laughs> Can you imagine? Harvey, sit. Harvey, stay. No, no. Put put um, put that lady's shoe down. No, come on. Leave a tissue alone. Now, we we had a picture of the picture we've chosen. You blow up, yeah. or they blew up to A4. So you work off that. But there's six people, all ladies in the class, and yeah. um, four of which are doing buildings. All right. Mm. Yeah, because you can imagine, I suppose, with pen and ink, you can get that kind of crispness, can't you? Mm. You're you're doing something a little bit more challenging, I think, with ah, right. with Harvey. Oh. So well done. Thank you. We haven't, we haven't yeah. seen it yet. <laughs> uh, now we've got a couple of people to mention before we do anything because it kind of picks up from last week's podcast. So, for instance, the right. cruise person has been revealed. So you know we were in Saint Martin. Yes. So also we had Antigua Barbuda, St. Lucia Barbados. So you kind of think that's the same person, hence the cruise. But we've also had Mauritius. I think so, yeah. So Mauritius mm. won't have been on the cruise, but I suspect somebody else is on oh. holiday. But Mauritius is where Glyn and I had our honeymoon. Is it? Wow. Beautiful. So this is from Lorene. So Lorene's been in touch. I have been on a Caribbean cruise and downloaded your podcast to listen to. It's been great to listen to old ones too, as I do my morning walk on the ship. And then she's kindly sent a picture of St. Martin. Oh, lovely. That's lovely. Sorry, I was just, I was just laughing. Uh, she said she does a, a morning walk on the ship. Well, I'm glad you do, because if you get off, they might go without you. <laughs> but it just shows you though how big that cruise must be to say it's a morning walk so it's we've ruled out stroll because stroll is just a little mm. area you move about on i'm thinking this ship's huge isn't it she's using it as part of her daily exercise they usually have like what do they call them almost like lanes drawn around so that you can you can <laughs> walk round the, uh, the ship. <laughs> Why do they just up in lanes? Yeah, because some people might, you might get a kind of build-up of traffic, might you? If, if everybody's got the same idea. So you have to, <laughs> do you you know, have to sort of keep some order to people's morning walk. <laughs> do you know where my mind went? Do you remember at school, on the school playground, on the grass, they would have lanes and each lane for the running and for the walking and you'd have an inner lane and then you have about five or six lanes oh yeah, yeah. Well, i've got visions of that yeah. so some people are doing a morning walk yeah. quite sedately 
<laughs> Others have got lycra on with a little sweatband, and yeah. they're going in one of these, these I don't know, what would you call them? Experience. I bet, I bet they have speed li- They might have speed limits, right? Written on the on the ground, might they? Yeah. <laughs> no overtaking. You and I need to design a cruise ship. Let's add that to the long list of things that we need to do. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, last week I mentioned, um, did I say it last week or the week before, wasn't it? I did the steam cleaning of the mattress. It was the week before the steam cleaning of the mattress. Yes, because I, I was able to broach the subject with Peter. Well, following on from the um, steaming yeah. of the mattress, I thought, well, I'll just see if I can get a deodorizer or a sanitizer type thing for it. Just so when I strip the bed to wash it, I can just spray it every sort. Kills all sorts of things, you know. <laughs> and I found one, Howard, and then you know me, I like to see reviews. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reviews, or they have on a well-known um, site, questions. The reviews really look good, so I look at the questions, and there's a question from a lady called Pam, and this was seven years ago. Are you ready? Will this product kill my pets yep. and children as suggested by the reviews? What? <laughs> I don't recall that in the reviews at all. (laughs) And a couple of other things following on from last week. We've heard from Adeline, who says, resident French woman here, head cheese, so the head cheese, could be an old translation from French Mm. because fromage de tete is a name commonly used for terrines that use up bits of cheek and other parts of a pig's head. Oh. Oh, no, it's a good point. That's uh, that's very believable. And Brendan and Tina have been in touch. And um, Brendan contacted a friend in Wisconsin who's doing a bit of investigating about the Waukesha cheese and says about the old tavern which you mentioned and was very popular for making sharp cheddar cheese spreads. They sold many different types of cheese, but the Wisconsin friends believe the cheese spreads made them somewhat famous, and those were referred to as Waukesha cheese. How did we pronounce it? Was it not Walkershaw or something like that? Walkershaw. Walkershaw. Okay. Preface, preface. (laughs) Am I counting correctly? Is this number 99? Yes. All right, that's all right. (laughs) Did you think it was a hundred? No, I didn't. I think because I knew we were doing a hundred next week, and I thought, you know, although I didn't, I didn't get my maths or level, I think this might be number ninety-nine. So I was, I was looking into the origin of ninety-nines. You know, uh, ice cream ninety-nines with a flake in. Yeah, with a flake in. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so I thought. Hang on. That might be appropriate. What would have happened if I'd said, no, we're on 97, Howard? (laughs) Well, well, I've worked out what we're talking about in two weeks' time. (laughs) Uh, So there's an origin for the the flake in the ice cream then? Yeah, but nobody knows what it is. It's like, it's so ridiculous. If you go on, like, apparently it's become part of... Uh, ice cream history and I suppose Cadbury's are the ones who initiate originated the the flake didn't they mm. but but why it's called a 99 nobody really knows 
And there's all, all these wonderful kind of theories about why it's called a nine to nine. Some are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's that, oh, it comes from the fact that when you're putting the ice cream into the cone, you swirl it in the shape of a nine of, of a nine. Oh. And then another nine. <laughs> no, no. I don't. I don't get that one. Some people said, ah, well, it's because the flakes were 99 millimetres long. Yeah, except that we didn't do millimetres in, in those days. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about that ice cream swirl, because, you know, I said I worked in an ice cream shop. I was just thinking, I was working yeah. in my head how I did it. And mine, if that was the case, would be a 66, because I go would the other it? way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose it depends which way you're facing, doesn't it? If you've got to the, if you've parked up your van, your ice cream van, depends what side. <laughs> oh, it might. But we've talked about this before. It might be depending on what side of the equator you're on. You might, you might swirl it the other way. So it says, it, just blow the theory that exactly ninety nine millimeters long. Some people said oh, they used to cost 99 pence. That's ridiculous again, isn't mm. it? You wouldn't have paid 99 pence originally. No. The first mention of them, apparently, is in 1935. Cadbury's have got them listed as 99 CDM flakes. So CDM, I suppose, is Cadbury's Dairy Milk, isn't it? Mm. For the ice cream trade. One gross is six six shillings and sixpence. So that throws out the 99 pence theory. There's a 1936 advert, try 99 ice cream with Cadbury's Dairy Milk Flake Chocolate. Because I thought the 99 was the the whole thing. Once, it, once it's got a flake in it, then it's called a 99. They're calling it try a 99 ice cream. With a flake, I don't get that. But uh, but yeah, 1951 advert, say 99, child film star Jeanette Scott, like millions of other children and grown-ups, knows that the best way to eat ice cream is in ASCII's 99 cake cones. Do you remember Jeanette Scott? No, no. Don't you? No. Sure, no. I don't. You don't. <laughs> I know that she was the daughter of Thora Heard. Was I remember she? Thora. Oh, yes. Oh, I love Thora. Yeah, I love Thora Heard. But yeah. What does she I look don't remember like? seeing. Let's have a look. Jeanette Scott. Jeanette. I think she's retired now. She's not, but she's not going to be a child star. <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette Scott. Jeanette, as in like Janet, with a, another T and an E on the end. Janet Scott. And she was Thora Heard's daughter. Yes. Yeah, I think her, her first name was Thora Jeanette Scott. She dropped the Thora and uh, and went for Jeanette Scott. She was married to Mel Torme um, was she? for 11 years and then Jackie Ray. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's but... amazing what, what you learn, isn't it? Looking up a 99 play. Thora Heard, for those that don't know, she was a sweet soul, wasn't she? She was just the loveliest lady. Kind of everybody wanted to have her as her gran of your grandma. Oh yes, absolutely, and she had impeccable kind of comic timing. She, you know, she used to tell kind of stories on uh, uh, what do they call it chat shows and that mm -hmm. uh, about how uh, I think it was her father 
who you who was quite I don't know if he was in in the uh, entertainment business as well and he basically would kind of criticize her until she got the ta- comic timing absolutely spot on Great. and and she she was I mean a timing was impeccable do you remember in in a dramatic role in that film was it a kind of loving she plays like the mother-in-law and uh this there's one scene where the the son-in-law is has had too much drink and is is sick yeah oh and the yeah. anger yeah. the kind of pent-up yeah. frustration with him mm. and she calls him a pig i yeah. think she was amazing and of course she had that didn't she because of her name there was that joke wasn't there something about a field in winter and all the cows were stood frozen solid and this lady appeared and walked round each one and brought them back to life and said i'm catch your name she said for a herd (laughs) still makes still makes me laugh you've never heard that yeah, it was years and years. <laughs> oh, that's I love that. Oh, my mum will love that. She loves that. <laughs> we could use that when we do our our cruise arrangement. Yeah, we can yeah. Uh, we, we can do the old um, Thora Heard joke. So we still don't know then, other than speculation, why it was ninety nine. No, some some people said that it was to do with the quality. That uh, 99, I think in Italy, used to be something that was written on, I don't know what they were, what it was written on, but as a kind of symbol of high quality. Our other theories are that um, there were various ice cream makers in uh, Scotland that lived addresses that had 99 in them. So 99 Portobello High Street. I don't think any of these are really... Uh, feasible. I don't think they have 99s in the USA, do they? So, uh, don't they? Don't think so. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see whether. Yeah, it's. Oh, that was right. The suggestion that something really special or first class was known as 99 in a, an allusion to an elite guard of 99 soldiers in the service of the King of Italy appears to be without foundation. So, that, that's, that's another, another one. one that's. <laughs> Speaking of illusion, nobody got back to us with regards to the illusionist that would have a spoon and putting his hat on top of his head as if he was eating his brains. I didn't dream it. It's definitely happened, but nobody's got back to me. Do you know, I'd be worried if you did dream it because it's it's not a very nice dream, oh. is it? I had, a, I had an awful dream the other night. Oh. <laughs> I was in, I must have been in Brighton because I recognised some of the, the streets. Mm. And you know how bad it's been recently with, with kind of frost and ice and things like that on, mm. on the ground? Well, in my dream, it was so slippy. I was sliding around that I ended up having to take my shoes off. And I'm telling Peter this the morning after, and he said, that was a really silly thing to do. <laughs> Don't take your shoes off. <laughs> it's only a dream. But then I tried to phone him on my phone and I'd got a new phone and I'm saying, call Peter, call Peter. And it just, oh, it didn't know what I was doing. I couldn't unlock it or anything. I think, why is it I'm having these terribly stressful dreams? Do you promise me you've stopped eating cheese just before you go to sleep? No, I'm still eating cheese. (laughs) 
I was almost going to reach for my dream book, but now I'm not because it's cheese. No, it's cheese. It's cheese. I know. <laughs> now, Ted Maloney. Have we ever heard of him? No. Ted oh, Maloney. Is he a listener? <laughs> if he is, I imagine, blessing me, he may no be long. Might no. Might not. <coughs> lo might no longer be with us. No. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Ted Maloney, Good Living Cookbook from 1973, first edition. Wow. Uh, he was one of Australia's most widely read cooking experts. He's best known through his popular weekly column in the Sun Herald, Your Guide to Good Living, which has been running in that newspaper for several years. His other books include the best-selling Cooking for Brides, <laughs> oh yes, um, <laughs> The Young Gourmet's Cookbook, and O for a French wife, which I kind of what? I, I suggest the cooking for brides wasn't the direction he was really hoping for, and so he ended up with O for a French wife. So this is a collection of recipes that have appeared in this column that he, that yeah. he did. And it says, Ted constantly receives letters from readers asking him to repeat recipes that appeared in his column two or three years ago. So this is why he, he put it together. It's a bit heavy for me. Well, it's a lot to do with Barbies, I suppose, and, and things cooking outside, which we don't do a oh, great deal of. It's not like heavy as in sort of full of fat and chips and butter and no, cream and things. No. no, it's just sort of things that perhaps, and there's a lot of beer, an awful lot of beer. <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's this one that I was drawn to. Yeah. Beer cooked prawns. Beer cooked prawns. Mm -hmm. So are they are they in like a beer batter or are we actually cooking them in beer? Keep this one for a seaside holiday when prawns are running because prawns must be green. I'm thinking have we got to what? catch have we got to catch them first? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're on the cruise ship in yeah, one of those running, lanes? Running this. They've got, this is the prawn lane. Watch watch your step. <laughs> Pour enough beer into a saucepan to give prawns elbow room. <laughs> <laughs> Simmer over low heat until prawns turn pink. Right. Yeah. Remove from heat, strain prawns from beer. And to, it's just when it says strain, I've got them pulling from a... <laughs> <laughs> Come out. Um, strain prawns from the beer and cool both prawns and beer broth separately. When cool, return prawns to beer and chill in refrigerator for several hours. After this, the beer is thrown away and the prawns are shelled and you serve them with mayonnaise made with a dash of Tabasco sauce. Well, it sounds quite nice, actually, but you see, I'm, I'm a bit confused because obviously... The beer's hot to begin with, isn't it? Yes. So it's losing its alcohol content. But is it giving... Do you think it's still infusing any flavour? Must be. But why have we got to to let them both cool separately? Hello? I don't, I'm trying to think back to my, to my food hygiene course. And I'm, I'm just trying to think. If we're cooling these prawns in the beer is the beer potentially picking up some of the prawn bacteria 
But I think it's probably already in there, isn't it? Yes. I don't know. And then once they're cool, they're back together again. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense, does it? No. Don't know. No. I don't, don't know. know. No. I think it's probably one of those things where it just makes it sound as if he knows what he's doing, and you think <laughs> that's <laughs> I, I, I must do that because it's impressive, hmm? but actually it's pointless. And then staying in the same era, I just saw this really quick one: Pernell Jiffy Cook series puddings and desserts. Oh, yeah, and I looked at it because two things caught my eye one is old-fashioned apple dumplings which you just don't see anymore and i love an apple dumpling do you i, I don't think i've ever had an apple what's an apple dumpling like? oh you've never had an apple dumpling no what are they like is uh, it is it like a dumpling with apple in the middle of it or yeah yeah it's as you would imagine really sweet and lovely so it's i was sort of looking at this particular recipe and it's kind of as it is it's pastry plain pastry um six medium tart cooking apples three ounces of butter one and a half ounces of brown sugar a teaspoon of cinnamon and half a teaspoon of salt and uh, yes you roll the the round the apples and then you cook them whatever it's beautiful this is this is you baking them i was thinking that dumplings like they're sitting in the liquid you know like when you have dumplings on top of a, a stew or casserole is it like suet pastry then or not? Yes. Yeah, oh, no, because yeah. it's plain pastry. It's not suet. There's no suet in it. So well, why is it a dumpling? Well, the one, this is what the one we had growing up was suet, but this in this book isn't. Yeah. But right. so they say serve hot with butternut squash or with cream. And a, serve hot with what? Butternut squash? No, butterscotch sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Serve hot with butternut squash or cream. I thought there's a bit of a bit of a difference there. <laughs> it's the future. But then it also has ginger fig pudding steamed. Oh, that sounds it nice. It does sound nice, yeah. doesn't it? But I thought you don't see those old-fashioned puddings. Well, you've never had an apple dumpling. No. You need to rectify no. that. So I'll put the yeah. apple dumpling one on our um, our social media. And then yeah. see if anybody does it. Yeah, no, that'd be uh, be lovely. I'd 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 quite happily have a go at an apple dumpling. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, next week, we have our hundredth episode, <laughs> <laughs> and we have a special guest who we're not divulging who, but we have asked the question of people their thoughts who it might be, and of course Francis, who we did say was joining us. <laughs> several weeks ago <laughs> it, it's not francis yes we no. were hopeful but not yet um Lorene says could it be jan or dan from great british bake-off jane mcdonald says the anticipation with lots of explanation marks michelle says is it another baker or maybe june oh no i love i love the way that that uh, she can't be bored no it's <laughs> Anne-Marie says, is it June? Gina says Francis, or perhaps another baker, maybe Ian or Karen. Teresa yeah. said Richard Hammond, which he's sort of famous around us, So, but it's not him. He does cards no. and stuff. Yeah. That was that, that was a bit off, off the wall, that one, wasn't it? Sort of yes. Richard Hammond, yes. yeah. <laughs> Jerry says Francis or June. 
and possibly Harvey. I vote for lovely Harvey. But my favourite suggestion from Jerry is, is it Kelly or Kerry? <laughs> <laughs> we can ask her the question. Are you actually called Kelly or Kerry? Yeah. <laughs> Anna says Francis. And hi to Lucy, Lucy F, Cardinal Shell, Rob, and hi to Anne-Marie. Uh, forget in touch, be it on our Instagram, Facebook, or our email, podcast at theshatbagley.co.uk. So we've had a lot of nuns in the past, haven't we, me and thee? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and we've also had a lot of moose, haven't we? Yes, yeah. 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 Been sent a picture of somebody's pal who took this and said, thought you'd like it, you can see the smear where it licked the glass. So this is an incredible picture. Oh my goodness. That's not a nun, is it? No. Is that a moose? It's a yeah. moose. It's a moose. It's definitely not a nun. So Is there a squirrel squirrel there as well? I think it's too cold. No. I think it's too cold for squirrels in Alaska, isn't it? I don't think squirrels. I thought are there Alaska. was a squirrel down. I thought there was a squirrel oh. hanging down the side. You think of you it? saw a squirrel? No, that's its that's its body, isn't it? If you send me that picture. I shall show you which bit I think is a squirrel. But... Okay. <laughs> and then you might not be able to not see the squirrel anymore. Hang on then. I'm intrigued now. Squirrel coming over. <laughs> I can't see the squirrel now. <laughs> <laughs> it looks nothing like a squirrel. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, no, I actually... You can't. Up a bit, darling. Can you not see a squirrel down this side now? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, you can see a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, so, um, yes, special guest next week. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, Are I'm you? really looking forward to it, yeah. No, not that I don't look forward to it. Well, are you looking forward to it? <laughs> you started it. <laughs> No, I know, but I, I, I didn't want it to sound like, wow, yeah, it's be, be a nice change. <laughs> kind of thing. No, it is going to be good. Have you ever met them? No. No. Have you ever spoken? Have you? No, no, no. Have you uh, ever spoken to them? No. No. Have you? No. <laughs> but fortunately, one of us has asked that they're going to join us, so that's good. Yeah, so, um, yeah. no, it'd be good. So they're, they're joining us, and it, you never know. This could be the start of having a few guests on. What do you reckon? Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Won't we? we'll, we'll, it's probably going to be one of those, like, when, when we've done uh, demos before, and you've said, yeah, don't do that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we will, we will tease a bit more of who it may be. But there are, yeah. if you look back over the last so many weeks... There have been clues, even though we didn't realise there were clues. No, well, there's a clue in today. Yes, there is. Yes, yeah. Are we thinking uh, of the uh, same clue? Nuns. No, no. Nuns. No. Oh. No, I was thinking of ice cream, but yeah. Oh, oh, so we've got two, yeah, okay. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because <laughs> we mentioned June a little earlier. Do we have yeah. to censor her this week? Or are we safe? No, we're all right this week. Oh, gosh, I've been writing down things. I said to my mum the other day, just keep writing stuff down when, when she 
she phones. So sometimes she'll just come out with a line, and you think that's either Alan Bennett or Victoria Ward. Oh. Sort of like Jean's having problems getting a washing dry um, since she let Kitty have her clothes sauce. And I thought that's <laughs> that's pure kind of Victoria Ward. But no, the uh, I was spoiled for choice to, today. There's a mystery which I've got to solve when I pop across to to see her at some point mm -hmm. because she insists that the Quaker Oats box that she's got <laughs> says press the perforation and push the flange <sighs> and she says I don't <laughs> she says it also says tip backwards she says and I've tried that as well but it's like <laughs> so I don't know what she's reading on this <laughs> This Quaker Oats box, but I need to I need to check the instructions. But yes, we mentioned I think it was last week that Peter had fallen down again. Yes, yes, yes. And I've been looking after his little knee and what have you, bathing it and dressing it and so on. It's it, much much better. Just now. have to say but, he hasn't fallen down because he has a little knee. No. <laughs> <laughs> But I was speaking to my mum yesterday. She says, oh, uh, Debbie's just been on the phone. She said, I told told her about uh, Peter's knee. And she says, oh, he wants... Oh, what was it? She said... My mum says, she said something that he could put on his knee. And now she says, I can't remember for the life of me what it is. She says, oh, never mind. She says, it'll be better by the time I've remembered what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping Peter's knee is better soon and guessing June will eventually remember the name of what to put on it, but probably in the middle of the night like I do. A couple of things we mentioned, the 99 ice cream is a cornet with a vanilla ice cream in it and then a Cadbury's flake stuffed into it, for want of a better word. Walking on a cruise as part of your exercise regime, it appears we perhaps don't do enough as apparently the average weight gain during a week-long cruise is 5 to £10. Pounds. You can always email us, podcast at theshatbaggerly.co.uk or via our Facebook and Instagram pages. And thank you, as always, for your messages during the week. They are very much appreciated. So that's it for another week. Thank you for listening and see you next time. And don't forget, it's for our 100th episode with our very special guest. Oh, oh, hang on, it's H on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there are squirrels in Alaska. And two types, too. Well, I reckon we saw one each, H. <laughs>